When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Hey, have you ever thought about retirement? Where are you going to live? I know for a lot of my audience, you say, well, I'm going to stay right here on the farm. Well, maybe you want to look at some other options. We're talking about that today. This update brought to you courtesy of our friends from AARP. They want you to know that they're a whole lot more than that little card that shows up in the mail. They provide fantastic services for members and non-members alike. Great resources. I'm a member myself, and I find myself frequently going through the magazine, using the app, and also jumping online. Well, we're talking about that today with Darren Wasneski. He is the Associate State Director of Community Outreach for AARP, of which I am a member. Joining us today is Darren Wasneski. Darren Wasneski, I practiced that as we were speaking. He is the Associate State Director for Community Outreach with AARP. And I was telling Darren before we got started, some of the topics we're discussing today really resonate with me. It's about where you want to spend your retirement years, how you want to plan for that. What, Darren, what are something called livable communities? What, what are they? Because I, I'm guessing most of us are already in what we believe to be a livable community. Yeah, thanks. You know, a livable community, according to AARP, is one that is it's safe and secure. Um, and, and more importantly, it offers choices on where you can live and how you get around. Um, so, you know, as we get older... Uh, our choices become limited. And so, you know, we want to make sure that people have the opportunity um, to stay where they're comfortable. Absolutely. And it makes so much sense if you think about the need for health care uh, and just getting to health care. Transportation does become a real key. So how did AARP decide that they wanted to take this topic on and do a little refining as far as definition and then targets? Yeah, in 2010, we surveyed our almost 38 million members across the country and, and asked them a whole bunch of questions. But, but one in particular, we're looking to see um, if, what they, if they wanted to remain in their home or in their community as they got older. And it was a resounding, almost 80% of the respondents said, yes, we absolutely want to remain in our home if possible, and at the very least in our community. And then, you know, the organization took a look at what was being offered in homes and communities, and they realized there was a real mismatch that most homes and most communities are built for an able-bodied 35-year-old. And if you fit outside of that definition, then you struggled a little bit. And, you know, quite honestly, as, as you mentioned, you know, looking at our demographics uh, in Wisconsin, in the country, in our rural communities, we're aging. And so we really need to be thinking about this. Um, and, you know, research shows that one's environment really has a direct impact on their health. But it could either be positive or negative, and we want to make sure it's as positive as possible. Boy, you are exactly right. Uh, Darren, I think uh, just from my own personal experiences, and I'm sure many in my audience, maybe you're not there yet, but you might have vicariously lived through an elderly parent, an aunt or uncle. You know, this is the farm show, Darren, and a lot of us, we just we want to live and die on that farm. But to your point, the average farmhouse is more than 80 years old. Most of them have stairs, narrow access, doesn't work too well if you've got a wheelchair. And then, like I said, back to the transportation issue. If you've got to go into town for regular medical routines, who's going to take you? Uh, many, many drivers, you know, the vans and that in rural communities don't exist. Tell me more about how AARP has kind of 
uh, gone through the question list and tried to put together resources to help? Yeah, you know, in looking at your own home, we offer a program called HomeFit. You can download the materials online on our, our website at aarp.org. Uh, but also, we also wor- offer workshops in the community. I think the end of May, I'm going to do one in, in Onalaska uh, for those, those folks out there. And we just take you through room by room and looking at what are some simple things you can do to help improve livability, like switching out older light switches to paddle switches, um, or other things that might be a little bit more com- complicated that you need to hire a contractor for. But we want you to get thinking about this before you have to think about it. Um, you know, transportation... ARP has recognized that getting around in rural communities is, is a challenge and that there are many services out there, um, but they have special requirements for where they go. And so ARP has piloted with a couple places in, in the state of Oregon to um, how do we streamline that a little bit for the user and find out where we have some capacity and make sure people can get there. And so, you know, hopefully learn from that and roll that out across the country um, you know, most recently, we have this thing called that we developed called the Livability Index, and you can find that at livabilityindex.aarp.org. And this looks at all aspects of a community, so where you live, and you can see just where things are. And I think, you know, I got a resounding show of support just yesterday. I got an email from an official in southwestern Wisconsin, and, you know, he said, that he was poking around and looking at the livability index ranking for his community and several others around. And he said, it's such a helpful tool that you may all be, that we may be underestimating its usefulness. And he said, you know, they're blessed with, they don't have a lot of fires to fight on a daily basis, but this livability index provides city leaders the opportunity to look at what's available for the city and, you know, to give them some bigger picture items to concentrate on. So we recommend people look at there. Um, as, a, as a great starting point. And then also, we have our Livable um, Communities website, and that's at aarp.org slash livable-communities. And there's a whole host of resources on there. Like I mentioned before, you can download the, the HomeFit guide. Um, you know, just recently, um, well, pre-COVID, at 2019, ARP hosted a rural livability workshop in Portland, Maine. And so there's a whole report on there um, that deal with housing and transportation, access to public spaces, all that great stuff that's so important to everybody, no matter what community you live in. Excellent. Again, if you're just joining us, we're happy to have along with us today, Darren Wasneski. He's the Associate State Director of Community Outreach for AARP. And I got to tell you, buddy, while you were talking, I brought up livabilityindex.aarp. Org and entered my home farm in northeast Wisconsin, I am not surprised that it came in with an, an index of 48 versus the perfect 100. Now, when you're in communities like that, does AARP tend to try to do anything to uh, assist in creating a livable community? Maybe we've got county board members listening or townships or somebody like that. Does AARP actually get engaged in creating livable communities? We do, and there's multiple ways that, that we can do it, aside from just providing the resources. You know, here in Wisconsin, we're one of 25 states that have nominated communities to participate in what ARP runs called the ARP Rural Lab. Um, so Ashland, Cuba City, and Ladysmith participate here for us, and it's a network of 100 communities around the country, rural communities, 
and they deal with all of these issues. And so you can learn from each other and share best practices. And so that's one of the ways we do that. Um, we also offer a support network of age-friendly communities in Wisconsin. So we have, I think, seven or eight communities right now that are participating and looking to actually we've had conversations with the Office of Rural Prosperity about how do we make this accessible to rural communities in the state? And so we're hope to roll something out later on this year. And that, you know, we also have statewide collaboration. So I mentioned the Office of Rural Prosperity. We work with Wisconsin Rural Partners, um, the Wisconsin Downtown Action Council, and the leave of, of Wisconsin municipalities. Like, how do we get our information and our assistance into the hands of local leaders and local citizens? Yeah, excellent. That's the network of age, uh, you know, friendly states and communities. Darren, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you can explain more, if you would, about that network. And then let's really talk dollars, because we all know that's kind of where it lands, uh, be it grant dollars, state earmark dollars. Uh, give us a little sense on the investment that may be necessary and how AARP tries to facilitate some of this. Yeah, the network of age-friendly states and communities, if if a community wants to join, there's no cost for them to join. It's their, their time, and we provide technical assistance. And this started in 2012, um, again, following off of that survey that, that we did to our members, realizing that we need to make communities livable for all ages and all abilities. And so right now, what started out as ARP getting into it and say, yeah, I think maybe we can get 50 or so communities across the country interested. We're now um, just ready to, to announce soon that uh, – one in Wisconsin is the 667th um, network of age-friendly uh, communities. So we'll be making that announcement in early May. Um, and these are communities that aren't necessarily have got it all right when it comes to being age-friendly, but more aspire to be age-friendly and learn from others. And again, this is the power of the network in the learning tools inside and outside of Wisconsin that, that they can tap into. And then the dollars, we all recognize that it takes dollars to, to make this happen. And ARP doesn't have a whole lot of dollars to give out, but we have some, some targeted programs. We have an annual AARP Community Challenge. The application period just ended on this. But since 2017, ARP has given out uh, 21 Community Challenge Awards to um, cities all across Wisconsin. And uh, most recently, last year, I was looking at this. Um, they invested almost $90,000 in the state uh, in six communities. Um, so... Um, you know, pretty sizable investment there. And then ARP Wisconsin, we said, you know, how do we get involved at a smaller scale? And so we started in June of 2020, the Small Dollar Big Impact Grant. And that really is, you know, just that way of uh, how do we use a little bit of dollars to make an impact? And you can find all the information on this one at aarp.org backslash WI and then SDBI for Small Dollar Big Impact. Um, but, you know, some notable things that we've seen from some rural communities, uh, Fountain City was one of our early awardees, and they received $1,000 to help create a lending library because their closest library was 25 miles away. And so the community got together, and so our dollars paid for some paint and some shelving so they could have donated materials for a lending library for the community. And then most recently, Reeseville Public Library was awarded $1,000 to create a naturalist-to-go kit. So how do we package things up to get, you know, citizens and grandparents and grandchildren out in, the, out in, the, in nature and understand what these things are and, and help them learn about that? So those are exactly the type of things that those grants are meant to, to, um, to fund. 
Yeah, excellent. Simple ideas, but uh, like you said, uh, those dollars go so very far. Darren Wasniewski is along with us, the Associate State Director for Community Outreach for AARP. And Darren, one final point. We talked a lot about you know that livability, and uh, so many of these resources are are available to anybody. All you need to do is engage at aarp.org, and literally it's Pandora's box of all kinds of different information, and you don't have to be a card-carrying member like me. That is correct, yes. And be prepared when you go to our website to spend hours there because it's like a rabbit hole, one <laughs> after another. You can go down, find that information. Yep, I'm doing it myself. You want to find out how livable your community is as you uh, think about retirement? That website he noted is excellent. Livabilityindex.aarp.org. Just enter your zip zip code or a zip code you're thinking about retiring in, and it makes it all simple right there. Nice to visit with Darren Wasniewski, Associate State Director for Community Outreach for AARP Wisconsin. Like we said, all kinds of resources available, regardless of age, regardless of membership. AARP.org.